Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everybody, it's Will. And this is Thomas. We're back at the virtual spinner rack again this week for a double shot of Aquaman. But yes. before that, it's time for our general rambling, which we will do also throughout the show. <laughs> it's what happens when you get old. Yeah, you just. Uh, okay, I got two more ready. Uh oh, dad jokes. Here we go. Yeah. All right. how, can, how can you tell when a vampire's sick? Oh. He starts coughing. <laughs> that's got me shaking my head because I am once again in the midst of watching the entire uh, run of Dark Shadows on Tubi. So you told me that I'm like, it's like a thousand episodes. Why? <laughs> oh, it's way longer than that. I'm in. I'm in like the flashback where she gets through the seance. She gets bursted into like the original family lineup from before Barnabas, Barnabas was a uh, vampire, and you get to find out how everything happened. God. Now, this one you ought to be able to get, though, because you are a little older than me. Oh, great. So, how are dentures like stars? I don't know. I don't have dentures. <laughs> they both come out at night. That's not all. <laughs> That's not all that comes out at night. It's a huge box. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was at... Uh, it was somewhere, some thrift store I was at. It was like 99 cent. There's two on a card. I bet there's 150 cards. Oh, wow. Uh, 
I looked at what the card you were holding. I thought it was just like like a really small, like five or six page booklet. I didn't realize there was a stack of booklets. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about the lady who stole the calendar? <laughs> she had a date? No, she got 12 months. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I got this at the thrift store, and then I did not send you a picture of this earlier today just because we need to. But I don't know. We do them, them, uh, them uh, internet watching and stuff. But then they could like call us and go like, make the show go down now um, for fifteen bucks. The whole complete series of Curse Cowardly Dog. That show was so stupid that I loved it. Dude, stupid. Yeah, well, it is. That's that's the whole point. But yeah. Some of it's also kind of scary and kind of freaky, especially. Yeah. If you're oh, kids. I love like I love like the Halloween like scary ones. Oh, all Maybe of them are kind of scary. But every yeah. time I watch that show, I was like, they really need to rename this dog. Yeah. <laughs> See, he saves everybody. <laughs> what about the one where um Eustace gets his uh he, <laughs> Eustace gets his his toe becomes infected and it goes bad. It becomes the mafia guy. Is <laughs> to is to lick it. Ah. You see, you see, <laughs> he keeps hitting all the other toes. The uh, <clears throat> I always looked at that. My mother, my mother, when she was little, would be like, "What is this stupid thing?" I go, "It's so stupid, it's funny though." Uh, <clears throat> I go, "Think of it this way: Mom, Pa, Kettle, adopt a dog." <laughs> so you're old enough to know who Mom, Pa, Kettle are. So. Yeah. The thing that's the th there's so many episodes that are so funny though. The one that got my the one that got my kids is the the bring back the slab episode with the the mummy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the slab, I don't remember it. Bring back the slab. <laughs> and uh, my favorite one is uh, one of the ones with the uh, the damn Loch Ness monster that sings opera. It sings Carmen. <laughs> that's all it sings is Carmen. You know any other tunes? <laughs> I don't know. By fifteen bucks, I couldn't pass it up. Well, when, I was, when I was when I was interviewing uh, the girl I was talking about, Carissa, uh, she's got like a on this last campaign made a twenty-four carat plated challenge coin that's got stuff from the book on it, right? Yeah, uh, and. Uh, I look at it and I go, all I can think of is the original Scooby-Doo run uh, with the mummy chasing everybody. Coin, coin, coin. And I'm like, so uh, we were talking earlier. Uh, my mother used to send away for stuff in the mail for me, like yep. free stuff, like the cost, cost of a post-it stamp and, you know, proof of purchase or, you know, a receipt or whatever. Um, like the Tide giveaways. Tide giveaways, stuff from the cereal boxes, Captain Crunch, stuff like that. So, of course, what was one of the best shows ever when I was five? The $6 million man. Oh, my God, yes. So much so we would all run in slow motion and go, da 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 Except for that one where he slings that damn bear across the river. Yeah, um, and I never knew till I was a grown ass adult that 
the uh, the Bigfoot robot was actually Andre the Giant. <laughs> Didn't know. I don't remember that episode. I'd have to go back and watch it. Um, it it was so popular that they made a Bigfoot figure, but back in the day, it's like you got two hip joints and two shoulder joints. That was it. So it was. Yeah, that's all it could do. That's all it could do. But there was a button, a big square button where his belly button was, and you would have the $6 million man punch him there, and his chest plate would pop out where you would see he was actually a robot. Oh, cool. So uh, I had $6 million man, Oscar Goldman and his exploding briefcase, which I just thought was cool as hell. Uh, and uh, I had Maskatron, which was a character that they just made up for uh, the toy line. It was never like in any of the shows or anything. Huh. Um, but it was modeled after the Fembots that they made for the uh, the Jamie Lee Summers Bionic Woman show. Oh, I thought you just said the Austin Power show. No, no, that was years later. So my mother sent away for this, and she filled out my complete name. Please, nobody try to steal my identity, because your life will suck like mine does. Uh, and she, whenever she would buy me anything like this, she would put a date on it. So this is, got this in 1975. The six million dollar act, act, bionic action club. Yep, it's the it's the six million dollar, and Colonel Steve Austin signed it. There you go. So, one time I'm hoping to get to a convention again. Now that I know where this is, uh, and have him sign it, and have Lee Majors actually sign it. This, this thing will go up in a frame, and I'll be like all, all like happy as hell. It used to be hung up on the wall. That's why like, there's a couple of tears in it from like staples that. That were yeah. in it. Need to have it. Have uh, one of your buddies press it. I can just put it inside a like an omnibus and just leave it there for a year. It will come out flat. Yeah, may. Yeah, you could try that. So I got a big stack of books in. Oh Lord. From uh, Mario, who is listed in my phone, is Mario. Uh, Andretti. Comic book guy. Nope. And this is just this is like from multiple auctions, like his two day things. Uh, I decided that uh, I really want to try to lay my hands on, unless they're crazy expensive, all the wizard half issues. Really? Why? Just because you can usually get them for like a couple of bucks. And it's, it's a quick short story to read. And some of the covers are really cool. So I got... Wizard presents the Max half issue. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking about something different. All right, you have to show me one. Um, but I remember the Max only had four fingers, including yeah, like this, including the spike. The spike, yeah. But on this cover, Keith drew it, so the spike is actually literally flipping you the bird because it has five fingers. Oh yeah, I remember that. I, I think I got that. this. I think I got this, and it still has the uh, cert okay. from Wizard from nineteen ninety three. Max was good. The Max was fun. Yeah, I like the Max, and I love Dale Keown's art, and I love the Pit, and he just put out a uh, 
an omnibus of a complete pit run. Oh, really? Who uh, who published it? Is it self-published or so self-published? Like on Kickstarter or something? Uh, it was on Kickstarter and, and no Indiegogo. I think it was. Um, if he kept it up as a uh, like an open open source store, so you can just buy, keep buying them. So people can that might have missed it can just go to the link and, and still buy them. Oh, cool! Uh, I got another part of the. Uh, early Vulture, Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man story in PPSM5. Yes. Dude, those are so good. Uh, I got a web of Spider-Man 33. It was uh, What's the Matter with Mommy story. I haven't read that one, but I think I got it. Uh, I got some... Uh, Batman White Knight, book six. Did you read those? Uh, I started to read most of them and then lost count. And then, of course, my store sold out before he remembered, oh, yeah, he's getting those. And I never got, like, certain issues. So, uh, Year of the Villain, number four, Batman Who Laughs. Looks like it's got kind of like an acetate cover. Oh, it's got Judge Death on it. Yeah. Um. For a buck, I got a uh, detective six detective six seventy five part of the night cr quest crusade. Yeah, I probably have it, but if I have it, I can kind of like put this one as a backdrop for my uh, my aerial figure. Yeah, my aerial Batman. Yes, uh, I got first issue uh, Dynamite DC Wonder Woman seventy seven meets the Bionic Woman. But this is a what they're calling a fried pie variant. They used to do those all the time. Oh, that's cool. That's a really nice cover. Yeah, so it's like all all cartoony and and kind of like you know Photoshop paint or whatever. So yeah. all the blue on her is actually the Bionic Woman. Scene, yeah, and it's just painted over her body. Now back in the seventies, what a bunch of dudes wouldn't have given for uh, you know. Lindsay Wagner to be over, all over Linda Carter's body. <laughs> Uncanny X-Men 197 with Doom. Sweet. And JRJR art. Yep. You got it. Did you yeah. read it? No. Well, I read it when we did the show. When did I you haven't read that one? I haven't opened any of them, though. Yeah, we, uh, we talked about that one. I don't think we read that one. I thought this was an issue three of the three Jokers, but it's just another cover for issue one. Okay. Um, They're doing that in trade. I thought about picking it up. I bought an issue of Power Pack. I bought a bunch of issues of Power Pack. It's well, the, only the only reason I bought this is because of who's on the front cover. Oh, better Ray Bill. Mm -hmm. uh, I also got a wedding invitation. I I got one of them a while back. I got to read it. Uh, I got some King in Black. Uh, here's an issue two. Nope. Ain't got that one. Um, I got the handbook, which is probably just a cheat sheet 
okay, just read this and you'll understand everything. Yeah. And you'll still think it's stupid because it's Donnie Cakes. Uh, well, why'd you buy them then? Because I got them for a buck. I got this one. Uh, I think this one, I'm not sure who the variant artist is, but I've got, I've got like a couple of peach Momoko uh, variants. These were only like a couple bucks a piece. So I'm like, and even more important, Johnny Quest number two. That's a good series. Got it for a dollar. Yeah, it's worth a dollar all day long. Mm-hmm. You have got the first one, don't you? Yeah, I got the first one. The, the first one came in that comical black box set that I showed like years ago now. Yeah. Remember it had like all the comical books in it? I can't remember. Uh, my memory's slipping. Flash. Uh, Wrong flash. Uh, Godspeed, but it's not. It's not the first appearance. I think it's like the second appearance or something, or maybe the first cover appearance. Um, Detective Nine Forty Nine, Rebirth, Batwoman Begins. It's got Arkham Knight on the cover. Yeah, dude, the covers for those were so good. Um. White Knight Book Seven. I didn't realize they went that dang I'm long with that. Mm -hmm. I don't know what this is. Uh, I thought it was a cool cover, and then I found out it was a Peach Momoko cool cover. Oh, Horizon? Mm -hmm. You don't know what Horizon Zero Dawn is? No. The video game? No. I don't play oh. consoles. Um, I'm sorry. I'm a PC gamer. Uh, really? Is that what it is? Yeah, that and there's not much time left after masturbation. So, uh, <laughs> King in Black. That's the King in Black number one Peach Vamoko variant. Yeah. Um, this is. Batman, White Knight, Harley Quinn, uh, Black Label, Book One. Kind of a nice cover. It's a little mm -hmm. different. This is the Batman Day, Batman, White Knight, Special Edition. Yeah, I may have that one, actually. Um... Because it's a Joker cover, uh, Batman Streets of Gotham, which I never heard of before. Um, number 19. Damn, that is a really nice cover. Who did it? I have no idea. There's, oh. a, there's a signature down there, but... Can't tell. I'll look it up. Dust W is the closest I can... See, I bought some Thor. Thor was good for so, or still is. Death of Jane Foster. Yep. That storyline was so good. And uh, the Thor number one gatefold 3D edition. Yep. Here's one that you'll like. 
X-Men King Size Annual Number 5. With the world's greatest comic magazine in tow. Yes. That would be a good one to do. Yeah. And then I didn't realize that the Joker Harley criminal insanity on Black Label went so went so long. I thought it was because most of them were like three or four issues. Yeah, I mean, three or four issues is all they are. Nope. There's a Joker face cover to number three with Harley walking out of his dentures. Dentures. Because they come out at night. Uh, a Harley cover of the same issue. Um, number four with a not Harley Quinn, but a Harley Queen marionette in front of Joker. And then a number five. Hmm. And when I saw the cover to number five, I'm like, oh, I don't like the way they're drawing them here. It looks too much like, uh, like, it's like a, like a mask or something. Too much like Jared Leto, and I can't stand him. Oh, we, we usually don't talk about he who shall not be named. Yeah. Well, I, I did not get nothing like you you got. Mm-hmm. I did find a new place that had some comics, though, and I picked up, like, some weird stuff. Okay, I did not know this company. They are Pioneer Comics. I managed to pick up a few of them. They're dollar, dollar books, but Rip Kirby. The only reason I picked this up is it's by Alex Raymond, and you know who that is, right? Nope. My God. Alex Raymond's the guy who did, uh, he did uh, Flash Gordon and stuff back in the, you know, late, uh, I guess, late 30s, early 40s. Um, like, one of those dudes is considered, like, the, one of the greatest, if not greatest of all time. Um, he died really early, though. There's, there's a whole book on it. Um, like, I knew who Flash Gordon was because when I was a kid, they made that Flash Gordon cartoon. Yep. A black boost of gold. That needs a press. Yes, it does. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, um, but I've picked them up. There are uh, various stories in it. Uh, one of them is a Rio story. Robber's, oh. Robber's Roost. Oh, I, nice. I have it printed somewhere else, but it's in Eclipse Monthly. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then it actually has a, uh, ad on the back for a Fantagraphics book, which I found, I heard was incredible. And I found the whole series for a dollar an issue a while back. Oh, Delgado. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever read it or not, but I hadn't, but I picked it up for a dollar issue because somebody said it was really good. And the other thing I got, this was five bucks. So for five bucks, you don't pass this this kind of stuff up. Adventure Comics, 414. Giant size Supergirl. Nice. Yeah. But the thing that's cool is there's a Zatanna cover or a Zatanna story story in here. And I went through. um, The Zatanna story is actually by... I think it's William Morrow, who is, you know, one of those other great guys from the past. Um, I think it was William William Morrow. 
Yeah. Uh, here it is. I'll show you. Yeah, Gary Morrow, not William. Lynn, Lynn Wynn and Gary Morrow. Tower of the Dead. Nice. Um, And then the other thing, this is like a super early, early, early uh, appearance of him. And I think we have covered him. If not, we need to cover some of his stuff because the, the freaking Gary... Uh, Grant Morrison run on Animal Man was amazing, but Gil Kane and the return of the man with animal powers. Wow! So that's like an that's like early Animal Man then. Yeah, this is this is Animal Man. It's like second, third, maybe fourth appearance, something. It's it's really really early. I mean, he doesn't even have a freaking suit. No suit. Just the guy with the animal powers, not called Animal Man yet. Yep. I mean. Uh -huh. But yeah, and it's Gil Kane art, so. But that's all I managed to get this week. I haven't, I mean, uh, the rest of the time I was uh, on vacation where we went and uh, we went seashell hunting and I picked up a five gallon bucket of seashells off the coast. It, it's better than, you know, going to one of those, like, hobby stores and actually paying for them. We had to pay some money for the guy to take us out, but the thing that's funny is, is we were already on the Outer Banks, and then he took us, like, to another island where literally nobody lives. Okay, so it's a national You're lucky park. you got home. <laughs> yeah, it's a national park, so he's like, yeah, we take you over there. I'm going to drop you off for four hours. I'll be back in four hours. Just, you know, don't get in the water uh, on the ocean side because you could drown because uh, there's not a damn soul out here. And uh, I'll send you some pictures. I don't think I sent you any pictures. I'll send you pictures of the beach because it's a pristine beach because uh, the island we were actually at is uh, off of uh, North Carolina in um, uh, 2019 when... Uh, uh hurricane dorian come through it cut yeah. the island in half whoa so all of this is like pristine beach and they dropped us off there was another family there that was shelling too so they were like those four or five people and they were like six of us and that was it at, on an island probably like 40 miles off the u.s coast because it it's a two and a half hour ferry ride from the mainland to the island. <laughs> there is no bridge. You have to ride a boat out there. Yep, 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 yep. But cool. So speaking of uh, ocean and everything, uh, you ready to get into this uh, Aquaman story? Yep. As per usual, I picked one that was in the middle of a giant story arc. <laughs> Actually, now we went through this the other last 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 week. Uh, this is the end of the story arc, but yep. yeah. Um, now I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I know you love him. Uh, this is an Aparo cover, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. This the Aparo cover is not as good as the interior art. He phoned this crap in. I mean, mirror looks terrible. Well. 
how more women that are underwater don't have mascara running is beyond me. <laughs> more women. In, well, we get to the part in the story that there's a part in one of these books when I was reading it earlier, I said, really? I just shook my head. I'm like, see, this is, this is why adult men sometimes should not read old, like, bronze and silver age comics because you just shake your head and go that's some bullshit right there that would never happen but <laughs> so we find out that arthur curry jr was born in 1973 the same year i was so maybe we were both virgos i don't know i was born in august and i don't think it ever says he just says 73 and he died in 78 so i've outlived his ass uh but i never had no super villains trying to kill me no <laughs> so Aquaman 62, novel length C6 Pacular with the surprise villain. It's not uh, a surprise he has all he always has the same villains, kind of like Batman. It's yeah, it's what's one thing about Batman though is Batman has 5,700 villains. You know, there's like you know, plus he's got the random thugs in Gotham. Yeah, you know, there's only like five dudes that Aquaman knows that can swim under the water, you know, and three of them he's related to. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, pick one of them. Damn it! This is this is for the shitty potato salad you brought to the family reunion. <laughs> it was really watery. I didn't like it. <laughs> Damn it! So uh, Paul Kupperberg was our writer. Don Newton and Bob McLeod were the artists. Shelley Lefferman was our letterer. Adrian Roy was the colorist, and Paul Levitz was the editor. Uh, Kupperberg is the guy that wrote that other Aquaman miniseries we did with Time yeah. and Tide. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't Time and Tide. It was no, the, the it was, one. Uh, the good one. Yeah, the other one. Uh, maybe with the just, blue camouflage Aquaman costume. Yeah, maybe it was just Aquaman. I can't remember. Yeah, nobody, nobody's going to be able to tell that Aquaman is wearing the blue and white camo costume under the under the ocean because the uh you know the green and orange stick out like a sore thumb yeah, yeah. what about his blonde friggin hair yeah <laughs> dang it uh so this is like i said this is at the end of this is at the end of the very long death of you know aquaman jr story and mira you know, is not dealing with the death of her son very well. And we understand this, you know, he is her, her baby and she is like attacking him in the opening, you know, opening scene here, you know, almost like she was mad at him. And he said, would you relax? Yeah. <laughs> relax. Down. That's a fighting word. Yeah. I hate you. Yeah, and dude, she's like, for the whole like this two two pages, you know, he's, you know, he's explained, explained. He really has nothing to explain to me. I mean, she died, you know. Uh, yeah. I I had to keep doing a double take, uh, because I wasn't sure whether this was Mera and Aquaman or uh, Amber Turd and and. Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Jack Sparrow. Damn it. It's pretty rough. Yeah. And, you know, and even Volko and them, they go to get in, you know, they try and, you know, calm her down, and she just knocks the hell out of everybody. Yeah. Um, 
and she blames him for you know because uh it's not black manta we looked up earlier it's actually ocean master who yeah. kills kills him uh which ocean master was his uncle yeah and everybody's got one of those uncles and kills him and uh part of it too is they, they even say it in the you know they say it in the little story later on you know she you know, she tries to come around a little bit, you know, and she's like, I know you were a superhero. You're out trying to save the world. Sadly, her baby was a victim of him being a superhero. Because mm -hmm. he's targeted for that. It's and, like, you knew he was out there, but you had to go chase him instead of staying at home in the kingdom to protect me and your son. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, he's out doing the superhero stuff and, you know, I guess he, you know, poor uh, Ocean Mass will circle back and, you know, while Aquaman was gone, he killed everybody or tried. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so she's and there at that last end, man. I was like, holy crap, dude. She, like, tries to start choking Aquaman to death. You know, I'll kill you. And he just can't do anything. He's just, like, flopping. Um, and then now we get our, our story here is, you know, uh, we, we understand that Aquaman returns to Atlantis and when he gets there, you know, he, you know, of course he thinks the city's deserted because nobody's there. But then finally, when he gets to like the center of the town, the, the city square, there's a freaking funeral and it's his son's funeral. And, you know, when, he, you know, he shows up she just goes ballistic oh yeah um that even she even uses her water powers here you know that we flash back to knock the hell out of him and uh eventually you know aquaman calls one of his uh topo so, topo yeah yeah his old aqua you know his big giant octopus guy who grabs him grabs mirror and takes her away to try and find out what the hell's going on and calm them down. And um, Volko tells him, you know, look, she's upset because, you know, Arthur Jr.'s dead. And Aquaman finally just gets mad because he's like, everybody's, you know, everybody's pissed off at him for doing what he thought he had to do. And he leaves. Him and Topo leave. And Mira's just, just like, whatever. She's just there. Um now, our little, not our flashback, but as Aquaman leaves here, uh, Aqualad shows up. I don't remember why Aqualad left. He, they, they redid this story uh, years ago again to uh, retcon it, but uh, he went looking. He, he got clues of who his real parents were. Yeah. So he went looking for him. In the retelling of this, um, he finds his magical side. That's when that's when he changes his name to Tempest because he's no longer doing like Aquaman, you know, strength stuff. He's got, you know, the ability for magical fire and ice. Okay. I have to go back and look at that. Huh. It's wild. So so yeah, Aqua Aqualad is coming back and he's, you know. He talks about that, his parents there. I don't remember the whole story, but he's like, you know, hey, I got to get back to Aquaman. Me and him will talk and settle this out because apparently they had a falling out 
and uh, in meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, Aquaman is actually, you know, he's talking out loud, but this should be a thought bubble to me. Um, him and Torpo are leaving Atlantis. He says, you know, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't let Batman, you know, Black Man, get away, and I couldn't turn my back on Cobra either, you know. You know, I was right, you know, to go and try and save the, you know, save the world. And uh, as Topo is there right behind him, all of a sudden, like, a freaking wrecking ball hits his ass. Um, and kills and he, him. It doesn't, I, it doesn't kill him. It just hurts him. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he feels the, you know, he feels the pain from the, the octopus, uh, you know, because he's like, you know, it's a, you know, long faithful servants, you know, he's more of a friend. So he gets upset. He goes and grabs him. And then he sees these little damn like underwater. Seven Zark Sevens. I, dude, I don't know. They're the stupidest looking damn robots I've seen underwater. They're like canister vacuums. Yeah. They're, they're shop vacs. You know, R2-D2 with arms. Something. Uh, coming out of this spaceship. There's a whole bunch of them. And they're heading there. You know, one of them hit Torpo. And knocked him down and uh you know so he's been rejected by his wife thrown out of his kid's funeral now his friend's been hurt really bad and aquaman this is this is where we get the from the peter david run where aquaman is you know grows the beard gets the hook hand and just starts beating the hell out of everybody because he's pissed off all the time yeah you know the namor light aquaman uh he decides he's going to go off the deep end here and he finds this crowbar or something and just like beats the living hell out of starts beating the hell out of these robots filled with anger. And he's like, I do like that. Uh, it's a comic book, so we know there's no people in here. They're robots. He could just beat them up. Mm -hmm. uh, Superman does the same thing, you know, because he always has to hold his punches. He doesn't want to kill anybody. But robots, he could freaking trash some robots. Yeah, it's not like you know, robots aren't. That's working. why he can let loose every time he he goes after Brainiac. Yeah. So, he, uh, you know, Aquaman starts beating the hell out of these robots. Finally, they get the drop on him, but he uh, calls in some electric eels that, you know, zap them and short circuit them, and manages to attack the ship. Because he knows that's where they're coming from. So whoever's in charge of the robots is in the ship. And he finally gets in there and we meet the new villain, Seaquake. Dude, where the hell did they get these names? Uh, apparently they asked Vibe from the old Flash WB series to nickname everybody back in the 60s. I don't know. Yeah. I like the way you handled my drones. You got a real style. The only problem is I got more. And you know what? You ain't got a snowball's chance of getting by. Steakwake. Dude, we're underwater. It does that that, that does, doesn't even make any sense. There are gonna be no snowballs underwater. And Aquaman. Nope, it, a snowball underwater is just called water. Yeah, water. Yeah. <laughs> just what I need. Another costume creep who wants to take me on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This guy's like, you're just a bonus, fish man. I was passing through and I spotted you. You know, he was actually going to, like, destroy Venice or something. Uh, and 
hold the whole, you know, the the world hostage for, you know, one one million dollars or whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> the uh, Aquaman is just like, no, dude, you have. I'm so pissed off right now. I'm just gonna beat the hell out of you. But uh, the Sheik Seaquake guy like uses his gun and zaps him. And, and and the gun, of course, has a name. Uh, we would we would more likely know it as uh, <laughs> the gun of a different supervillain, Polaris, <laughs> from Green Lantern. So, it's his Quaker. <laughs> Dude, you just fired a vibrator at Aquaman. What the hell? <laughs> Pretty much. It's. <laughs> Just Quaker. They <laughs> How's he gonna get that stain out? <laughs> it only <laughs> it only it, it only has horses pulled its buggy. It's the Quaker. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. It serves great oatmeal pies. <laughs> it's it's the it's the only way to get around uh, <laughs> Z. That, that doesn't cost you ten dollars a gallon for gas. <laughs> Dang it. So they get in a big fight, and uh, Aquaman gets back up after he gets hit by the, the vibrating gun there. And finally, Seaquake knocks him backwards and reverses the actual intake on the engines. So instead of blowing, why the hell they're blowing cold air, you know, or I guess it's sucking the air out of here to, to go through the engines. It reverses it so it blows the heat up through the grate here it and dries it, does, it dries aquaman out and back in the 70s when he gets dry you know not only does his skin crack he loses all his powers so he uh he falls down through heat i feel like my girlfriend <laughs> damn it uh well what's what's terrible is this is what does this doesn't make any sense so you've dried aquaman's ass out you know, he doesn't have any lotion. There's no water. There's nothing there. And then you drag him unconscious <laughs> like, out drag. back into the water. Yes. And handcuff him to the front rail gun of your uh, giant vibrator. Vibrator gun, yes. So you've hugged him there. And, uh, you know, he, of course, he wakes up because now he's in water. And he's, you know, of course, he's going to try and get, you know, get free. And he's, you know, can't get free because he's been chained. He's still weak. He's chained to the vibrating gun. And he calls some damn sea turtles. What are they going to do? Gum the chains to get death? No. <laughs> this is not going to work, Aquaman. You should have called something else. <laughs> like a whale. I, I guess. I mean. Smash and the whole sub and eventually, you know, you'll get loose. Yeah. Try not to. You know, friends, you must break me loose before we reach Atlantis. Too late, as this turtle who, you know, granted they could, they got a pretty good, yeah, they got a pretty good chomping strength, but, you know, they chomp like tomatoes and stuff, you know, whatever, yeah. vegetables. <laughs> it started, and now the vibrating gun, you know, you um, and of course, while he's, uh, the guns, you know, vibrating and everything. The people of Atlantis see that the city's being attacked and they start to head out. And of course, Seaquake sends more robots out to fight them. And Mira, 
who's in the distance, you know, she sees it. Um, she's trying to help defend the city and Aquaman calls her, you know, Mira, you know, Mira, he's like begging her to help him. And she just looks at him and it's like, she does not respond, dude. And she just turns around and goes after the robots. She leaves him there. Well, she's mad she's, at him. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. She's mad at him. She wants him to die. And she, she kills the robots she saves some of the uh, Atlanteans, and then she goes back to the city and leaves his ass still there. Mm-hmm. So now he's gonna mirror mirror behind that invisible wall of exposition. I don't know. <laughs> She's pissed off, so she leaves, and now the sequit guy like turns on the the damn gun. Why they didn't stop him? You know, just the robots. I don't know, but they did, and. Uh, you know, it's the vibrations are keeping them. So the fish can't even help him now. Nope. And it's starting to tear him into pieces. But he does manage to, you know, finally get enough strength back in his body to break the chains. Yep. Uh, but as he does that, he falls to the bottom of the ocean and frick rubble from Atlantis starts to fall on him. And you see him, you know, he's starting to get covered up there. It gets covered up and Seaquake is like, ha, Aquaman, you know, you know, it's, it's a wonder a turkey like hey, you ever lasted so long. <laughs> you know, why not like a tuna or something, but it's a turkey. Uh, might as well get down to business. You know, he's going to like destroy the city when Aquaman shows up. Finally, mirrors hard water shield. She threw one over me at the last minute to save me. So even though she went back to the city, and left his ass to die. She changed her mind, turned around, and came back for him. Yep. And then he he just beats the hell out of this guy. Uh, great Neptune, his head. Yeah, because Aquaman just punched the living snot out of him. And we discover that he knocks his head off. But and he's a robot, too. He's a robot. But in all of that, they forget the damn gun is still going on and it's about to destroy Atlantis. And Aquaman, you know, uses a damn, this uh, ball and chain, ball and chain mace, whatever you want to call it, to destroy the damn computer. And And then Mira attacks him again. No, no, she don't attack him. He like passes out. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it It looked like that bottom panel looked like she pushed him away and I'm like, Apparently, no. he smashed that equipment with the wrong ball and chain. Yeah, no, no. He, he he smashes it out and, like, passes out. She's like, he can have the rest all he wants. Husband, it stopped. He, and then, you know, here's our epilogue. This was actually kind of cool. Um, so, Volko is there with Aquaman, and he's all wrapped up, you know. Uh, you just need a lot of rest, you know. Feels like every bone in my body's been ground dust. And, you know, he tries to talk to her, and she's like, please, let me speak. I realize you did what you did because it was your duty. You were a superhero before we were wed and shall remain one, um, you know, regardless. She says, but I can't forgive you for that reason. Um, and then Aquaman's like, but what about all the years we've had? Surely it counts. And she says, it does. You know, those are years of happiness. Um, you know, and I, you know, I... She says she tries to hate him, but she can't. She still loves him, you know. Uh, 
and it, you know it's not going to be easy but we have to try and make our marriage work and uh, you know he kisses her and she's crying and everything and then lo and behold at the end the bastard that killed the surprise villain yeah the surprise villain at the end <laughs> yeah you know it's almost a pity it must end this tender tableau dear brother by killing you both so you've killed my kid i just had the hell beat out of me i'm trying to reconcile with my wife and your ass shows up on a giant eel <laughs> ocean master dum, dum, dum. Yeah. which that leads into this amazing thing. cover yeah this is a pretty good cover um it's better than the last one but I still think the Don Newton art inside, because it's the same thing. Don Newton and Dave Hunt art inside is really good. Yeah. Um, it is. I think the art's really good inside, but it is uneven. There are some panels that are really good, and other panels are just like, what the mm. hell? It's just a little off. Uh, this one was, this is really good, you know. Um you know, here comes Orm. He's, you know, hey, I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm going to kill you. You know, you, you're all going to die. And he's got this giant freaking sea monster, which Aquaman, like, swims up to him. He's like, you know, I'm going to beat the hell out of you. And then before he gets there, you know, the damn sea monster, like, reaches out and bites him. Um. And he's asking, you know, what the hell's going on? And the guy's like, you you defeated my... But after the encounter with my mechanical helpmate, Seaquake, I'm sure you're in no condition to escape. And now we discover that Orm... Created Seaquake. Created Seaquake and sent him to attack Aquaman. And looking at that bottom panel, I'm like, this reminds me of a movie from the 80s but the really dark version of never-ending story <laughs> falco is now green <laughs> Dude, the boy now wears a cape and has an evil evil genius laugh <laughs> dang it never-ending story was such a good movie oh did you did you see that somebody actually found falco's head stored in somebody's like old garage i think i did but you, you'd have to send me the link but yeah so now i do like the whole fact they keep going into why orm and aquaman arthur hate each other so much and it's just the fact that orm orm was being kind of like in the movie was being groomed to be the next king of atlantis even though he kind of didn't have the whole powers that aquaman did and everything else he's being groomed to be the next atlantean king and then aquaman's ass just comes back and everybody's like oh you're the you're the firstborn you're actually the king of atlantis so that's why he freaking hates him no, um, that that because he's a half breed that needs a half breed yeah he's the mr spock of Atlantis. Damn it. <laughs> Just not as smart. No, not at all. <laughs> but uh 
they get in this massive ass fight, which goes on. And then finally, Aqualad's ass finally shows up. It took him like like two issues to swim here. And when he gets here, he realizes that Atlantis has been like cracked. All the damn buildings are cracked. It's like it's been decimated. Yes, decimated. So he wants to he wants to throw his fat into the fire and try to try to lend a hand. <laughs> which ends really quickly when he gets bitch slapped by uh, <laughs> by, by green by green falco yeah <laughs> by green falco yeah uh he's like yeah i'm gonna help he gets the hell knocked out of him. good look good god aqualad <laughs> damn it and he's so freaking like out of it when he gets knocked the hell out damn building is coming down on him and aquaman has to like run and save his ass and knock him out of the way and when he does uh ocean master gets away and now aquaman is just he's completely pissed off mm-hmm. this issue's kind of following the the old stan lee um the damn stan lee admit uh punctuation style everything yeah. needs to have a damn exclamation point at the end of it Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's that's what I always, always used to get yelled for in school. What exclamation points everywhere? <laughs> Too many of them. Yeah, yeah. Why did you do this? I go because the whole time I had to do this assignment, I was angry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Ocean Master got away. What was he after this time? I'm not sure, Aqua Lad. Of course, it's completely slipped my mind. Come on. Yeah. So now they head off. And he, he, I don't know why he keeps calling him Minnow. I guess because he's a little kid, but he's yeah. Well, that's that's kind of grown up. That's what he was referred to in uh, in, in the, the show in the nineteen sixties cartoon. Yeah, come on, Minnow. Yeah, let's exactly. go out of the Aqua Cave, and the Aqua Cave was a big giant clam shell. And they had the dam, and they rode well, Aquaman the Aquaman uh, lived in a clam. Uh damn it. Uh, they were on the seahorses all the time. The giant freaking seahorses. Uh, I do love, you know, here we're back to this whole thing, kind of like him and Mira. They are no words that need to be spoken between these two for long years. They were partners and then mm-hmm. they were not, but now they are. So we discovered that Seaquake and uh, Ocean Master which are pretty much the same person. We're going to destroy Atlantis because underneath it is the original Atlantean civilization. And apparently they had technology far beyond any of our technology. Yeah. So they've opened a rift because we find out that when Atlantis sunk, the people that lived inside the dome uh, who became the Atlanteans that we're familiar with now forgot about the damn ruins of the city below and all of the super advanced technology so they just built their city on top of it it's kind of like rome you know they you know they put the they put the new rome roads in rome on top of the old roads and the old roads are better than the new ones Mm -hmm. So, so aquaman and aqualad go underneath atlantis to start exploring the lost Atlantis. And they get down there. Um, 
course, and they're flying around. They're ruins, and, you know, I don't know what he was looking for. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there's a ship, you know, oh, they finally find Aqualad's, uh, Aqualad, Aquaman finds Ocean Master's ship, but, uh, Mira and Aqualad have split up, so all three of them are kind of looking for him by themselves. Mm-hmm. When, of course, Aquaman's the hero, he stumbles upon Ocean Master before the rest of them, and we discover that he has found Daredevil's Billy Club at the bottom of the ocean. But here in this alternate universe, it magnifies his power by like a thousand times. Wow. Yes, exactly. Oh, you disappeared. No, I'm um, here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, oh, quit buying to be, what is he says? Oh, nothing so trivial, dearest brother. Why stop when Atlantis, when I can take over the whole world? So he's going to use this power to help not only take over Atlantis, but the, but the world. And Aquaman is like, you know, he's so busy mouthing off. He won't notice when I do this. And he, he flips a table and knocks him over and then he just commences to beating the hell out of Orm. This is the part I was telling you that made no sense to me. Aquaman knocks the hell out of him, gets the damn wand or whatever it is to increase his power. He's like, get up. You've had your little bit of fun, but it ends. So you would think Aquaman, he picks up some dirt and throws it in Aquaman's face under the water water so mud here's mud in your eye well the thing is is you can't throw it no i was, I was it just, just it goes it's it just it dissipates i was just in the ocean like two days ago this does not happen <laughs> so he throws the mud at aquaman and you know scrap it hits him and of course you know blinds him for a minute and, you know, you're always so self-righteous. You cannot see defeat, even when the, the stars, even as it stares you in the face. Out of my I, way. I can't see defeat either. Yeah. That's because I'm too fat. Can't see my feet. <laughs> Damn it. Let, <laughs> this is what I'm, you get for telling dad jokes at the beginning of this room. Yeah, Brenda, <laughs> yeah. So Orm, like, takes off, and Aquaman's like, you know, we're going to go after him. The gloves are off. That bottom panel yeah. is way out of crack. Yeah, it, it looks like he's starving to death in the face. It's something. So the gloves are off. And he heads to him. Of course, you know, there's his, his giant-ass sea monster Orm's got back. And, you know, they attack each other. And Aquaman calls on all of his little friends. So he summons some, you know, sea creatures to help defeat this giant monster which was at the bottom of uh underneath atlantis here in the old ruins mm-hmm. and uh, it starts all, all of his little friends all like of his little friends do like like we're talking about michael jackson damn it <laughs> uh but uh he issues you know, as this is he issues a silent command to his undersea subjects and seconds later um they the octopus come they actually stop the ship from escaping but why how the hell does it crash i don't understand it's underwater just quit going forward it won't crash uh objects that 
are in motion tend to stay in motion. So if, if say for example, he had the engines going full blast and all the octopi let go, if there was a building in front of him, there would be no doubt that he would crash into it. It's not like it's easy to turn underwater to avoid things. I don't know. I don't know. I was just like, or, oh, or maybe they were just using the Titanic sub. Damn it. So he crashes. And this was kind of, now this part in the story is kind of cool. He uses his powers to contact all of the animals, the undersea animals, but the animals under Atlantis are like prehistoric and they have not heard his telepathy and his call. And they don't like him. They don't like it. (laughs) And they kind of give him a feedback that he don't like it and it attacks him by accident. Um, So he has to like quit. He can't even call on the creatures around him anymore. He has to stop. Um, And he has to kind of quit thinking about it because, you know, it's, it's causing him so much pain Mm -hmm. Uh, when, you know, the monsters attacking, you know, the, the, the prehistoric fish and stuff finally do. But, uh, he manages to fight back and he gets free and heads after Ocean Master, which he finally catches. But finally. when he gets not to not soon enough, but finally. Yeah, not soon enough. He's uh he says, Damn you, Aquaman, how many lives do you have? And you know, it no, it does not matter for no how know how strong you are, you know, you cannot withstand this. The Atlantean super weapon, it's a box. Um and he, he zaps him, you know. Aquaman's, I feel so strange. It's work. The beam is sapping your every aggression. It's making you docile. So this whole thing takes away his willingness for, you know, self-thought, self-whatever you want to call it, his own ideas. And it makes him susceptible to Orm's commands. But because he is Aquaman, king of the seven seas, and he is a hero for his people. He has enough willpower to resist the box and attacks Orm, who now, you know, of course, tries to choke him to death, just like Mira tried to choke him to death in the first issue. <laughs> and they get in a giant-ass fight, and finally Aquaman shows back up at the end. He's, and, you know, Mira's like, you know, husband, thank Neptune you've returned with the bad guy in tow as usual. Um, and him and Aqualad have a, they have a little meet there and, you know, hey, I'm glad, you know, I got out of my system. I found out who I was, found out my heritage. Um, I'm here to stay. And then Aqualad's like, hey, how's Arthur Jr.? And Mira starts to cry and he realizes something's wrong. And he's like, I, I'm sorry. Aquaman tells him, it's all right. You couldn't have known. And uh, he leaves because he's like, he doesn't belong there. And Aquaman and Mira kind of cry together. Mm-hmm. And uh, later on, he'll find out. And he leaves. The end. Well, um, I think that might be where Aqualad disappears for a while. It ends up yeah. becoming... Becoming a full-time member of uh, 
the Teen Titans again? Possibly. I would have to go back and read. I got the Teen Titans omnibus I haven't read. Uh, but I've got too many comics I haven't read. Uh, the thing again, the art, like I said, the, the Aparo covers, the, the second one's better than the first one, definitely. Yeah. The interior art, I think, the Don Newton art, who I've seen Don Newton somewhere else. I can't remember what I've, what I've seen him draw um, besides this these issues. Um, he's got, I'll say, like almost like a marvel style uh, from the same time period. It's really good, but it's, it's very uneven. Some of the panels are just amazing. Others aren't. The monster, he's really good at drawing monsters um and you know action in general to a degree but some of it's weird like i mean that's a good panel you know this is you know why is he standing like that that's a little weird you know that you know aquaman's too whatever but i mean look where is it uh yeah look he's so he's gonna swing this thing around and look how weird his legs are but then yeah. um there's a couple like really good like that why the hell is he standing like that is he like posing so we see his ass i don't know um because when i get buried face down the whole world can kiss my ass but um like that that mirror that mirror is awesome you can really tell she's pissed off i mean it's a really that's a really good mirror um just a little that that's a really good panel yep so i mean i don't know um well the old aquaman series to me the first series is like this some of the and i know it sounds stupid the sillier silver age stories sometimes are a little better than the serious stories but like especially like the uh art wise yeah art wise but the the whole the series was kind of inconsistent, but mm-hmm. you know great stuff. I mean that's you know we both well Aquaman, Aquaman back then was still considered basically like bottom of the barrel. So yeah, and I that's what I don't understand. Well, I, he was considered bottom of the barrel, but I mean for God's sakes, dude, he was in Action Com. I'm not Action Comics. He had his own series. Then he was in Adventure Comics. Then Justice yeah. League. And Justice League. He had a full freaking run. Yeah. Founding member of Justice League. Yes. So I just I just looked up uh on DuckDuckGo, I just looked up Don Newton comics. Okay. Um, Don Newton started did might not have started his career there, but he was a he was a big name over at Charlton Comics. Really? He did the he did the Phantom stuff over at Charlton. That may be where I've seen him because I've done I've read some of the Phantom the Lee the was it Lee Falk Phantom Yep. So and that's what we're talking about. Where the purple he's guy. he's done a bunch of detective, a bunch of Batman's, um. Let's see, uh, some Justice League stuff, uh, Adventure, of course. Uh, he did a he did a bunch of world's finest. That's it too, because I've got a big run of uh, of uh, world's finest. 
And I ran to this kid, real nice kid. I gave him a couple of suggestions because he was just he was showing off like his his comic hauls on his TikToks and everything. And, you know, talking about, you know, what he really liked or what he was really looking forward to sitting down and reading after after he made the video. And um, I'm like, you should really check out some Bronze Age stuff. Yeah. So I guess the new the new run of World's Finest. The brand new run, the brand new run he's been getting. And then he started fishing in the back issue boxes and buying old world's finest just based on covers that he thought looked cool. Yeah. And I'm like, and he's, he's been reading them over like the last month or so, the old, the old school stuff. And he's like, you know, just bronze age. So not, you know, yeah, not, not, not going back to silver age where everything was like world war two and, and goofy slapstick stuff. But yeah. Um, What else did he do? Uh, yeah, lots of phantom stuff. Uh, lots of detective. He did a lot of uh, the dollar book detectives that were like, you would get like a new story and then, you know, a bunch of reprint stuff. Yeah. Um, he did the uh, the detective 500th anniversary appearance. Uh, and Detective Five Twenty Six, uh, he did the cover, he did the uh, the art, and the cover pencil and inks. So I looked it up too. The other thing he did on here, which I don't know if you've uh, if we if we've ever talked about it, I've been picking them up primarily. I haven't read them yet, but I've been picking them up for the covers. He did Time Warp, uh, one through five. Oh wow. Um, and I've been picking those up because uh, Kaluta did the covers. Um, he did New Gods. So he did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Here's, here's one I'll share. This is like somebody posted like one of their 25 favorite like Don Newton and, and DC images. Yeah. And it's uh, it's like a team up with Old school Batgirl and uh, Dick Grayson Robin. Scared green. Check that out. Oh, sweet. That does look good. That is classic Bronze Age Batman look. Yes. That it's it's classic Bronze Age Batman look that doesn't have the name Aparo or Adams on the cover. No. And the thing that's funny too, we talk about it. So he he started um I was showing we did that was Aquaman sixty two and sixty three, right? Yep. So he started his first issue of Aquaman was in sixty. And that was in 1978. Batman Family was in, I'm looking some of the years here, 77, 77, 78, 77. So. Which, dude, by the he, way, I'm, I'm only two issues shy of having a complete Batman Family run. Oh, sweet. Um, 
he ran all the way into the mid 80s mm -hmm. uh, with his work. So, I mean, that's that's kind of, I'll say that's early, but yeah, that's kind of early. Um, Batman Family 77. What issue is that from that you just shared? You did it say? Um, it says Detective Comics, but it's not saying which one. Um, they did make like a whole page of like Newton stuff. Uh, some of it's from some of it's from Aquaman, uh, some from Shazam. So he did a bunch of Shazam stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, this is Detective Comics. Oh, my God, dude. He goes all the way up to 539. So that's, yeah, that's late, mid to late 80s. Yeah, Batgirl 84, 84 Robin 481, uh, Batman 480. Yeah, so this is some of his earlier work. Oh, Newton began drawing the Batman character, Batman 305, 78. He would draw 79 stories featuring Batman or members of the Batman family during DC. Uh, Newton and writer Denny O'Neill created the character Maxi Zeus. Yes. Dude, that's cool. Uh, in Detective Comics 483, April of 1979. O'Neill and Newton produced the story The Vengeance Bow in 485, in which the original Batwoman is killed by the League of Assassins. Yep, I've got that. Really? What the hell does that cover look like? Detective 485. Uh, not, not the, uh, I, I've got the, the death of Batwoman in uh, Batman Family, which I think is the Golden Age Batwoman. Oh, I've got this one. Uh, would you believe it's lost? If I can get one to blow up, I'll show you what it looks like. Hold on. There we go. Share Chrome tab. There you go. That one. I got that one. Death oh, nice. of the original Batwoman. Yep. I love the dollar issues, man. They, I mean, you got a ton of junk in those books. Yeah, it was like 48 to 50 something pages, uh, even with the ads. Yeah. Well, this one's a 68 pages. This one's a big one. Yeah. Demon's Last Battle. Whose death causes Batman to swear a vengeance vow? So that's it right there. The death of the original Batwoman. Batgirl, Batman, Bat, Batgirl, Robin, and Man Bat in their own full-length adventures. 1979. And the first Batman family I ever got off a newsstand rack, like the spinner rack. Yeah. I, I think it was like either 18 or 19. Let's see. Yeah, it's 18. This would be a book to do one day. For sure. And this book is like 
like the cover is very horror based and I'm like that is just like this is just like a sick Batman cover for like back in the 70s yeah yeah I've got that one demons so there's like undead in the sewers reaching up for them Batman, Robin, and Batgirl, Man-Bat flying overhead, and then down the corner, we have the original Huntress, Helena Wayne, uh, backup story, too. Dude, I've freaking, I've been trying, I've got them all in reprint, but I have been trying to get all of the original Huntress issues. I've, I love the Huntress. I have no idea why, but yeah, I Yeah, I think I've got... Um, two copies of her first appearance yeah i've uh, got neither I'm, of them are in wonderful shape but i were the same same boat then yeah uh and then she did all those backup stories in wonder woman mm-hmm. and one of the backup stories was with the joker too yeah where she fights the joker yeah i've got i've got one of those parts because it was only like six or eight pages in like the back of, of the wonder woman book and and the bad thing about those is those stories nine times out of ten are better than the Wonder Woman stories. That and the uh, the Joker ones, like I think it was like two or three issues that that story went on uh, with the Joker. Yeah, and th- those issues are I'm not cheap. I'm all yeah. about the cheap. I'm all about the cheap. All about the cheap. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got to check my schedule next week, but I think I think I'm back to normal, so we could do uh, we could do a story on Thursday. You got anything special you want to read, or you need me to pick something out? Um. Well, you can either pick something out, or we can do that. Uh, that king size number five with it. X-Men and uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah, you get, you just got it. I got one a while back, so yeah, we can do it if you want to. And I think it's burn, so we'll just keep my burn run going. Yeah. Let's pop it open. The Lego ad on the back. Yeah. I, I, I got to look at something in front of me, so I have to take my glasses off now. Um, I got the focus. Got the focus. Chris Claremont. Penciler is uh, Brent Anderson. Bob McLeod inks. Uh, letterer was uh, Tom. Ski. Or. Zechowski. Uh, Glennis Wayne was the colorist. Louise Jones, that later became Louise Simonson, was the editor. And Jim Shooter, editor in chief. So you know it was good. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. We can do that one. X Men Annual Number Five. Mm-hmm. There's a certain character that Professor X used to get funky with uh, showing up a couple pages in, too. So, 
Oh Lord, that's the Shiara Princess or something, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, there's an ad for Bubble Yum in here that shows you how to do the magic disappearing trick. Yes. Uh, which is basically unwrapping it, palming it, and putting it in your mouth. Put it in your mouth. Damn it. Uh, colors are really good. They come out of they come under attack. The FF comes under attack. And Storm's I, looking very young in this book. I know you don't uh buy any new FF, but uh I think it's eleven that's coming out. It's on the pre order now. Look at the variant cover for it. It's a torch variant cover. Mm -hmm. It's damn good. We get Wolverine in the in the brown costume. I like the brown costume. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Cyclops is masquerading like he's at a Renaissance fair, with like this this green long looking cloak over his head, but as soon as he goes into action, he rips it off and tosses it. He's pulling the damn uh, ben, ben Grimm, only it's all, his is always a damn trench coat. Yeah. It's, if, we hope it's not leather, because if it only 27 cows were killed making this trench coat. <laughs> and here we get the we get the monster of Badoon. That's that's where Marvel started ripping off uh, Wall of Mars stuff. Because they had the weird worlds of Mars. Yes. Lots of action. Uh, and then, I'm not sure if this is, this looks like a bonus story at the end called The Passing of the Dream. Or it could just, it could just be like the epilogue. Ooh, and there's a uh, Hostess Cupcakes ad Featuring the ever-loving blue-eyed thing. That's another one we need. We need to do Marvel Fanfare 14. So, yep. There it is. It's a nice thick one, too. So, Yeah, it's a good issue. It should be. Yeah. Uh, Anderson did the cover on this. The one after that, I got to. I bought both. I bought the five and the six at the same time. X Men mm -hmm. Annual Six is uh, X Men versus Dracula. Oh, is it the first time they encountered Dracula? I don't. I can't remember if it's the first time, but it's the one where on the cover, uh, Storm is actually like becoming a freaking vampire. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know how many pages this book is. It's a it's a nice fatty. Yeah. But I'm not sure how many pages. It's not square bound. You know, it's not square bound, but uh, it's it's very round at the spine. I'll do my uh, I'll do my uh, total recall impression for you. Then you know, get your ass to reading. Yeah. Um, the only thing that they, they have for a for a page count is on the very last page where it just says F I N. <laughs> so the pages aren't numbered at all. Pages aren't numbered at all. Huh. It's probably probably a good thirty six pages. Then I bet. At least. Yeah. With, you know, 36 pages plus ads. Yeah. So, uh, 
because now I need to know how many pages it is. When I bring it over, when I bring it over there after we finish up, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down, reopen it, and actually sit there and count all the story pages. Damn it! All right, well we'll get that over to you, and then uh, if everything works out right, I'll let you know on Thursday. You don't have to get it over to me. I got it in front of me. Well, oh yeah. All right, no problem. Usually it's not that way, but yeah. So we'll be back next Thursday. Uh, just remember, if you're watching this on the replay, we thank you for watching it on the replay. Uh, we are working on trying to get this added to uh, my podcast channel so you can actually listen to us ramble on about everything if you prefer to do it that way. Like, listen while you read a comic. You know, consider the gauntlet thrown. We challenge you. <laughs> to read a damn comic. Yeah. Anything. We, we don't care. You can even read Power Pack. That's right. But if you read the Power Pack with Beta Ray Bill, don't give me any spoilers. Um, if there's something you'd like us to read and cover, uh, just comment on, on any one of the videos. Or uh, if you hit on YouTube, if you hit the uh, little Tweety Bird symbol, you'll be able to get to my uh, Twitter and you can DM me on Twitter at JokerFan. And that's going to wrap it up for this week. We'll catch you all next week. And I'll be back Monday evening with uh, Seanzilla with a new uh, art stream. Until then, have a great weekend. Two. Dang.